Hi, and welcome back to Generally Speaking. My name's Andrew. My name's Peyton. And with us today is Jackie, and, and forgive me if I say this wrong, La Chapelle. That is exactly correct. Yes, I've been in Louisiana almost four years now, so I'm finally getting it. <laughs> and you are the Director of Financial Aid at LSUE. Welcome today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, we're glad you're here. So before we kind of jump in a little bit to the, uh, we have a few questions for you, but tell us a little bit about you and your journey in, in I guess, the world of financial aid. Actually, working in the financial aid office was my first job. I was hired when uh, my first day of college, and I worked there until I completed my bachelor's degree. Two months later, started working there as a loan officer. Then by the end of that year, I was a financial aid counselor. And so I stayed there for nine years, and then I took a job as director of financial aid at LSU Eunice, and I have been there ever since. So it's been 17 years as of May that I've been there. So my background is both four-year and two-year institutions. Um, served on many boards, served as president of the state twice, president of the region once, and have served on the national board. So I know a little bit about financial aid. I don't know everything. I don't think anybody does. Um, but that's, that's what I do. That's my experience. It sounds like you do have a lot of experience. So I guess to start off, Tell us for the students that are out there that are getting ready to to go to college for the first time, when should they apply for financial aid? Okay. If we're talking about the traditional student, which is your current high school student, that's a senior, the application for financial aid comes out in October of their senior year. So, for instance, a student who is graduating in May of 2020, the application for 2021, which will be the year that they're going to start college, was available since October 1 of 2019. So we encourage students to apply as early as possible. For students who attend public school in the state of Louisiana, it is a requirement for them to be able to graduate, which is actually a very great thing because even if the student is not thinking about college at that time, you don't know what they'll be thinking by the time they complete their senior year. If you're a non-traditional student, which is not your typical 18, 19-year-old person, then we recommend as soon as you think about college. Um, the way that the FAFSA works, which is the free application for financial aid, that's the document that the student will complete. They will complete, um, they will complete the application, we hope, at least three to four months prior to when they want to start school. I always encourage a student to check the website of the school that they're looking at um, or to contact the financial aid offices at those schools. And they will let you know about deadlines and they'll let you know about what application is appropriate depending on when you're actually planning to begin. Excellent. Uh, Ms. Jackie, how do you apply or how do students or people who are not you know, non-traditional students go about applying for financial aid? The federal application is available through the United States Department of Education. It's called the FAFSA, which stands for Free Application for Federal Student Aid. That application covers all of the programs, both grants and loans. And for students who are graduating high school and are uh, scheduled to receive the TOPS program, it's also the application for TOPS. So it's kind of like one-stop shop that application alone, and it's for grants, loans, any type of federal program offered through the Department of Ed. So after uh, an applicant gets through the FAFSA, what are uh, what are some helpful tips that you can 
through your experience that you can share that will help folks uh, not only with their maybe their application process, but maybe when they when they graduate too. One of the things that when I go out and do financial aid sessions or talking to students and parents is to always apply early, because depending on the condition that we receive of the FAFSA determines how much more processing the school has to do. So the earlier they apply, the even if they mess it up, it still gives us time to go in and make the corrections and still have the funds available to the students so that they can begin attendance when they're uh, assuming that they'll begin. Um, we always tell them to, they can list up to 10 schools. What students don't know in high school is that the majority, if not all, of the public school, four-year schools in the state of Louisiana are closed admissions, which means they have to meet a particular requirement. So everyone wants to go to a UL, a McNeese, an LSU, but they have to meet the requirements to be able to, to enter. So we always recommend that if a student maybe needs some sort of remediation, that they always include a two-year institution when they're listing it. So that way, if it turns out that maybe they have to start there before they can transfer, then they have that information being released. The other thing is, because there are up to 10 schools that can receive your FAFSA, most institutions require that a student has have completed the admissions application. So that way we know that if we haven't been selected, we've made the cut. And so we will load the information and start communicating with the student. But the key is to apply early. Uh, the same thing for scholarships at an institution. Because financial aid is more than federal aid. is any program that will assist a student with the financial needs for post-secondary education, regardless of what that may be. So that can be voc rehab, that can be academic or athletic scholarships, that can be National Guard, that can be any of those things. So it's a big umbrella, and then it divides out into institution, public, state, private, and then federal. Um, what's one of the one of the biggest, I guess, traps, for lack of a better term, that a, a financial aid recipient can it unwittingly fall into? I think one of the biggest ones is a lot of our traditional students are not familiar with loans. They understand if their parent loans them the car that they have to give it back. But when it comes to a student loan, there's sometimes a disconnect that they're going to loan me the money, but at some point, regardless if I finish my education or not, that money has to be repaid. And when you're not familiar with, or when you're not used to getting those checks with the big zeros on the back, it, it is an easy temptation to fall into that trap. But what students don't understand is even though their parents provide their information on the FAFSA, the student loan is in their name and their name alone. So they're the ones responsible for paying back the loan with interest and some of the loans accrue interest while you're in school. And it, it, it's unfortunate when you see a student that has borrowed such a significant amount of money, both principal and interest, who then graduates, but then a large portion of their check goes towards paying off that debt, and they're not able to reap the benefits of, of having that degree and the better job and everything and get the things that they work so hard to be able to accomplish. So that's probably one of the bigger ones. So what I always suggest with parents is teach a student what a budget is. They probably don't know you do, but they probably don't know what a budget is. You know, know what it is to what the costs are going to be to attend that school. Know what the books are going to be. Are you going to live on campus? Are you going to commute? So I encourage students when they're looking at going to a school, visit the school. Go to their their senior days or their high school days. 
find out exactly what it's going to cost, how long the program is, do all of that work before you determine what's the perfect fit for you, not only where you are, but where your family is financially. Really sound advice. So, well, I think that's all the questions we have today. I just, again, thank you, Jackie, for being with us today. Um, I want to thank you guys for having me. I've never done one of these, and it, it really wasn't bad because I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, so it really, really wasn't bad. So uh, I appreciate you guys allowing me to come and talk to you. And, you know, again, I just encourage students and parents that, you know, to get in touch with the local schools and, and, and research it, visit it, you know, and, and do everything early. That's really the key. Excellent. And with us also is uh, an LSUE alum. Yes. It's uh, Peyton Miller. Emily and myself are both LSUE alums. Ah, and we will proud. take as much credit as credit can be taken for oh, that. Yes. So <laughs> I try to be an ambassador for LSUE whenever possible. Send the children writers. Give them a little taste of college before they go off. So. Yeah, and that's the thing too is you know not everyone when they come out of high school is ready for a large campus. Um, you know, I tell students it's just more grass, it's more trees, but it's also a bigger class. So sometimes, you know, starting at a smaller institution, you're getting the same level of instruction, but you're able to stomach it a little bit slower so that when you do, even if it's a semester or a year, college is college, the rest of it is buildings, trees, and grass. But once you understand how it's functioning because it's not high school, it will help you to be more successful. So don't don't put aside a two-year school, you know, because these young ladies are, are living proof of it, um, because that may be where your comfort zone is, and then once you get that foundation, you're going to be ready for the four years, no matter how big they are, how big the city is that they are in. Very good advice. Right. Well, that concludes our podcast. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you.